out of 3 will live for 100 years for sure the question is that how they're going to live their life mm. how that lifespan is going to be that's a question do you want to get contracted with one of the lifestyle diseases at the age of 45 and still you prolong your death till 90 with low productivity low energy levels low level of cognition or do you want to go full swing till 80 85 or 82 and then maybe for one year you are sick and then you die which one we should prefer that's what the choice india as a country we have been following the personalized health but somewhere somewhere we got lost mm-hmm. we started getting into this western thing of paleo diet keto diet yeah. vegan diet by um, by thinking about a disease it happens to it you happens. so be it tadastu <laughs> so <laughs> from wine studio you are listening to the inspiring talk a show where i bring the conversations with today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you take your life business and career to the next level my parents are in their late 50s and one of the biggest worries that they have which they often tell us is we don't want to catch any chronic illness and be burden on you or your sister and i'm sure that's the worry of a lot of parents right now and if you are somebody who want to live longer and healthy where you do not have any chronic illness or wanna go to your deathbed as young and uh, as healthy as you are today then this episode is for you in this episode of the inspiring talk podcast i'm joined by india's top biohacker sajeev Nayar Dr Sajeev is one of the leading voices when it comes to biohacking in India he is leading the movement from the front and he's somebody who has got a deep wisdom on helping you live longer and add those few extra years in your life and i'm sure you would love to hear insights on how you can live longer and this is free In this episode you will hear us talk about how can you really stay healthy for a longer period of time you will hear some of the hidden insights on biohacking now how can you really hack your biology to stay fit and take care of your health and sajeev also shares some of the deep insights on how you can actually do your genetic analysis to know the disease that you are at risk at so that you can mitigate them even before those diseases actually catch you and this is one of the most fascinating conversations that i have had on the inspiring doc podcast when it comes to health and as you might know this year health is the number one priority for me and i'm so excited to be exploring conversations with experts like sajeev and bring that to you as well so you are going to have a lot of fun and make sure that you take notes from this conversation and hey don't forget to share this conversation with someone that you love and care for because you want them to live longer as well let's get started sajeev welcome to the show thank you thank you bijay it's a, it's a pleasure and honor to be here it's my pleasure as well sajeev i've been wanting to do an episode around biohacking for a really long time and i don't think there could have been a better person than you to be talking on this you know on this topic because you've been doing a lot of work on that space so I want to start off by asking a very simple question. 
what is biohacking for somebody who maybe have heard about that term but not necessarily know what biohacking is biohacking i think uh, it tells the word itself is very clear that it's uh, hacking your own biology so the moment you say hack the word hack has got some kind of a negative connotation that's the only problem but otherwise it is taking charge when you are actually talking about hacking means you are taking charge maybe officially unofficially whichever way you are taking charge that's what hack all about so biohacking is hacking your own biology when i say i always expand that to one more level that is hacking your own physiology and also psychology because both plays important role equal role in terms of health so the next question comes along with that is why should someone biohack it's mainly to depending on what kind of objective or health objective you have for a person like me i think i i started taking this route in 2016 17 when i was realizing that i'm nearing my 50s and i need to maintain uh, higher energy levels and better performance post 50s so that is the time i started thinking about I, i started learning about longevity and different aspects because i've been in the wellness industry for the last two decades so my objective was maintaining higher levels of performance in all areas of my life in my post 50s was my objective for somebody else it could be enhancing the cognitive capacity for somebody else it may be enhancing the gut health for somebody else it could be to enhance the energy levels it could be anything but the point is right now we are living in a world where we have enough science enough tools and enough methodologies available which can empower you to hack your own biology and one of the things that a lot of people are looking at uh, when it comes to biohacking is increasing their lifespan right so it's associated with also longevity yeah that's right vijay i think i always slightly differ on this because lifespan is a word which is widely used mm-hmm. but lifespan wise i think we are okay because if you look at it our average life expectancy is increasing if you look at india right now we are running at a life expectancy of 69.9 and it is expected that by 2025 will be having a life expectancy of 75 that means one out of three will live for 100 years for sure the question is that how they're going to live their life how that lifespan is going to be that's a question now most of the people are under some medication by the age of 40 45 50 either could be because of hypertension could be because of diabetes or maybe insulin resistance some gut related issue autoimmune is very common now some cognitive related brain fog so by 40 45 majority of the people are under some medication and some of some of them have already gone through an angioplasty but still they are living because medical sciences advanced to the level that they can extend your life or maybe extend your death okay so the question is that are you living long or are you dying long so i have always seen that the medical science has helped us to die long because at the age of 40 45 see my father had his first heart attack at the age of 48 that point of time i believe angioplasty was not there had that science been there i'm sure that he would have lived longer he lived of course another 12 13 years but now these kind of sciences have actually helped us to enhance or elongate or prolong our death delay the death delay the death that's not the kind of life people are looking for what happens is that in this kind of scenarios people at the age of 60 70 they become very very low productive they become a burden to the family and society and to the country and this is what's happening right now in most of the uh, southeast asian markets if you look at it mm. because the average life expectancy has gone above 87 and uh, government has to take care of their health because the health is being completely taken care by the government luckily in india the government may not have to take the burden but the point is i would rather say that if you are living a life the kind of life you should be living where even at the age of 
you should have the same energy as you were having in your 30s and 40s that's what i call it as health span so instead of life span let's talk, think about health span how can i increase the health span whereby i can live longer die shorter die shorter mm. live longer staying young staying productive contributing to the best to the society that's exactly one should be desiring mm. so when you should die shorter that means you don't live too long with your disease exactly. or bedridden yeah. or something the choice like. is mm. simple do you want to get contracted with one of the lifestyle diseases at the age of 45 mm. and still you prolong your death mm. till 90 with low productivity low energy levels low level of cognition or do you want to go full swing till 80 85 or 82 and then maybe for one year you are sick and then you die which is that which which one we should prefer that's what the choice is yeah and like i was telling you earlier one of the conversations that i keep hearing my parents they are now in mid 50s is that hey the only thing that we are scared of is being our kids and being burdened you know or maybe not being able to do the things ourselves no um, one wants to be so that. no one wants to yeah, be that yeah, right and i right. think this makes absolute sense right yeah that that's where actually the importance of taking charge of your own biology and psychology comes into picture and many people have this question that how all of a sudden this came up mm. mainly it has come up because right now you can quantify your health there are enough quantified self tools you have uh, cgms you know continuous glucose monitors you have got uh, you know devices to check your brain frequencies like the neurofeedback systems you have systems like you know ecg something which we market is an ecg machine which is a pocket size ecg machine uh, which is a medical grade so you don't require to go to a lab or a hospital to check your whether your heart is in the right place or not so you have enough scientifically proven tools available which is handy and people have started using such a, such tools uh, during the covid times because right now which home you can find without a bp machine so people are getting this kind of devices and tools and which is helping people to take charge of their own health so sajeev you mentioned that uh, when you were turning 50 then you realized that okay i want to live healthy or i want to sort of understand more about how can i be more productive you know as i'm growing older so for somebody who is listening to this so what i could sense from whatever you have shared so far is to invest some time and resource in understanding where you stand in in your health right now and i think it's more of a preventive approach where you are sort of looking at what's going on in your body before one day you get that report of like hey here you go you've been now diagnosed with a chronic illness or something that's that you're going to leave for the rest of your life which a lot of people seem to be like cool with that yeah i i totally agree bijay because had it been 15 or 20 years back we wouldn't have been talking with so much of confidence right now we can talk with confidence because we have enough tools processes methods and science available where you can take charge of your health and you can prevent this kind of lifestyle disease to happen you know right now the scientist community have already come to a conclusion that aging is a disease so just like you are treating any other disease or dealing with any other disease you should be dealing with aging and aging means people think that it's it's something which happens after your 50 no nowadays people are getting aged at the age of 30 you are showing symptoms of diabetes all those symptoms uh, like diabetes or maybe hypertension most of the symptoms which are connected with aging in the good old days right now it is shown in their 30s so that means 
aging is not connected with age actually the number aging is connected with your your kind of the biology the way the your biology changes so you must have heard this phrase that you know there is a chronological age and also a biological age so most of the people never think about the biological age you can be in your 60 but still you can have a biological age of 40 or 35 that's what's happening with many of the people and they performing at the best in their 60s how do you determine the biological age there are so many ways you know scientific language if you talk about it, there is something called telomeres that's one way i'm talking about telomeres is something like you know you have this chromosomes your your journey started as one cell so uh, 23 chromosomes from your mother 23 chromosomes from your dad join hands and then it became the first cell uh, which is called a zygote and then that one cell got duplicated you can say that multiplied or duplicated or photocopied and all the 60 70 trillion cells what is, what is there in your body right now is all one copy of that one cell and these chromosomes if you look at those chromosomes if you visualize the picture of the chromosome you can see that at the end you have a cap this cap is something which holds the chromosomes in tight because the cells are continuously dividing generally it is being said that a cell divides about 50 times forming new cells because if you look at your retina every day your entire cells are changed new cells are coming your skin has been changing every 7 days intestinal flora is changing every day so that way if you look at it you are even including your entire bonds in 7 to 8 years time your bond cells the cells in the bonds also change so that means uh, anyone who is sitting or standing near you just like what you say is that which model is this so if you ask anybody you know what what model you are nobody can be right now we are in 2023 so all the people who are whom we are seeing even whatever age they are in they're all uh, maybe 2015 model so what i'm talking about is these chromosomes when cells divide a new cells are formed the chromosomes carry the dna which is the actual the core information about you how your nose should be how your you know hair should be how your skin should be everything is in your dna and the genes so when the cells divide it's a big process even though it's happening in trillions of cells are dividing every second so something has to hold this dna tight otherwise it may get damaged so that's where these caps are being fixed these caps are called telomeres mm-hmm. now every time the cell divides the telomere shortens and when it reaches a level where the telomeres understand that i cannot hold it anymore it send a signal saying that i cannot hold it anymore that's the time the cell division stops which is called senescence or cell death now the telomere shortening can be faster in some people if you can slow down the telomere shortening you are slowing down the aging you cannot say that you know i i want to prolong my telomeres which still in the is a research subject because if you are prolonging or elongating the telomeres there can be some negative consequences but if you can slow down the shortening of the telomeres in fact i along with uh, one of our research scientists dr baidnath mistra we have a patent pending on this we developed a, a formulation from the ayurvedic herbs the phytochemicals which um, on a lab level we found that this actually reduces or slows down the shortening of the telomere so in answering to your question that how can i measure the bi- biological age one way is measuring your telomeres and you can measure the you can measure yeah the, the pace the, with which telomere yeah, shortening is happening generally you can say that at, the, at an age of 50 what could be the normal standard telomere length and you based on your length of the telomeres we will be able to say that oh yeah your your age is um, your chronologically 30 years but your biologically 50 years or it can be the other way around so this is one method there are so many other techniques which are being used now so the whole science of biohacking and which i could now understand is you will be able to 
tell where you stand in terms of your health you know you can't tell by looking at the person from outside like either you get that blood work done or maybe you know genetic testing and stuff like that so how accessible that as a technology is for uh, people out there is it still to some of the geeks out there or people who geek out on health or people like you who said that hey you know what i need to take charge of my health and let me find those answers for myself is it restricted to those people or is it uh, is widely available for anybody who wants to it's a very very good question i think it is accessible see human genome project for that matter because if you look at my health or your health it's a combination of your genetic information and the metabolic information we generally call it as two profiles one is genetic profile second is the metabolic profile metabolic ge- genetic is something which you have been carrying or carried on from uh, your generations metabolic is something which is your present health based on the environment and all those stuff so it was in 2003 the human genome project came out and uh, i was lucky enough to undergo a genetic test in 2005 in the us oh wow so that is the time i realized that how important it is to know about what is the information which is stored in your genes to decide on what to eat what not to eat what kind of exercise with you what kind of supplements you should be taking now you have been seeing the wellness industry growing from 2000 big time people go to the gym they buy nutrition supplement nutrition supplement market in india is 5.8 billion dollars right now Mm. so it's, it's it's like it's exploding but are we are people getting results yeah quite a good number of people are getting results some people are getting negative results too mm. because they think that they can t- take any type of supplement they think that they can do any type of fitness programs mm. you know you have you must have seen we all have seen our right in front of our eyes celebrities in their 40s dying on the gym floor yeah so why it's happening because we have never checked our genetics whether the kind of food i am eating or the kind of exercise i am doing right now is suitable for my dna i'll just give you an example since 2018 we have been doing a program called eplimo epigenetic lifestyle modification which is based on a genetic test in a genetic test we test about 270 health conditions out of which about 100 plus are different diseases for which you carry a higher risk your genes carry a higher risk and then how your genes or how your cells respond to various nutrients medicines all those kinds of things are there and also we make our uh, clients download our app and also they do a questionnaire you know we execute a questionnaire through which they undergo a metabolic assessment and we use artificial intelligence to correlate this and come out with a highly personalized lifestyle modification recommendation and we provide counseling lifestyle coaching and all those things and that's where the whole nutrition what yeah, kind of exercise which, what which, food do you yeah, eat exactly which tells exactly what to eat what, what, yeah, what to eat mm. what not to eat what kind of exercise fit you i'll just give you one example uh many people because right now weight loss is a big thing right now so many people go to the dietitian and most of the time they are being prescribed with the keto diet some people get results some people get their kidney damaged why is it happening why some people are getting results on the weight loss program some people are not getting even after doing all the kinds of different things they get into high protein diet high fat diet go to the gym after that they again regain See when we do our program the eplimo that is genetic testing we have always seen that there are few genes which are responsible for your fat metabolism so whatever functions which are happening in your body there are certain genes which are responsible specific genes responsible for it now the genes which are responsible for fat metabolism if they are impaired by any chance genetically and if i put you onto a high fat diet it is very very damaging for you 
So it is very, very important right now that you should know your genetic profile, you should know your metabolic profile before getting into any specific wellness programs. I generally tell people that as long as you're doing things the way you want to do it, it's okay. The moment you want to get into some specific programs, like I want to build my body, I want to get into some diet program, I want to start my intermittent fasting, I want to, then better you check both this. Because when you are getting into specific things, because all the all the lifestyle diseases, you carry different high risk. I carry about high risk for about two different types of heart diseases. So that doesn't mean they're going to get it. But there may be some triggers which can actually make them express. Now, from this report, I know exactly what are my triggers. Now, once I understand the triggers, the best thing I can do to my life is to make sure that those triggers never happen in my life. It could be caffeine, could be alcohol, could be even... Some vitamins, excessive consumption of vitamins. It could be uh, low concentration of certain vitamins. So once you understand that trigger, your life is so good. So our genetics is very different from each other. And so what needs to go in, whether in terms of food or the exercise that we are going to be on, it's going to differ for different people. So the blanket statement like, take this supplement and you will be sorted doesn't work. Right. And we need to understand that. Yeah. In fact, uh, our uh, ancient wisdom of Ayurveda has always made this mention that the good food for one person could be poison for another person. And Ayurveda from a good old days has been prescribing personalized diet based on the Vata Pitta Kapha. You know, they call it as a Prakriti and, and the permutation combination of these Vata Pitta Kapha natures. So India as a country, we have been following the personalized health, but somewhere, somewhere we got lost. We started getting into this Western thing of paleo diet, keto diet, vegan diet. But actually we have got better, better things in this country, which right now Westerners trying to learn. You know, that's what uh, in a casual talk I was mentioning about fermented food. Right now the Westerners are doing a lot of research on the fermented food in India. We have been having, for me, today morning also I had fermented Italy, food. Idli, <laughs> dosa, yeah. So I think we have to learn a lot from our own ancient wisdom. Because when the moment we talk about biohack or biohacking, the kind of pictures come into the mind is all devices. Or even to the extent, some people have asked me this question that, you know, oh, is it inserting those chips inside the skin and all those? I said, they are grinders. They are not biohackers. So, um, you know, when you talk about hacking around biology, I always believe that the best hacks we have in India, even... Uh, you know, as a science, they are propagating in the West. You can talk up. You can you can uh, hear this word called grounding, mm. where people uh, walking on the soil or walking on on a lawn uh, barefooted. And in India, we have been doing it for years together, and we have got enough evidences that people who have spent maximum time walking on barefoot, they have lived more than ninety years. There are enough evidence here. So, a lot of the things what's right the, now. What's the science there, though? It's basically earthing. Any electric connection needs to be earthed. Mm. And human being, we are, we are a bunch of electrical circuits which are going on. Now, brain, there are 100 billion neurons. And uh, each one of these neurons are firing. You know, we call it as the, the, the neurons which fire together, wire together. And these firings are all in electrical impulses. That's why you put an EEG, electroencephalography machine, EEG machine or neurofeedback machine. You can see those firings, you know, the electrical impulses. And now, uh, as a, if you consider yourself as an equipment, you should be earthed. So uh, I have, I've been asking this question to many people. What, what was the last time your, your body, any part of your body touched real uh, ground, earth? Say, oh, yeah. But I, 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 
at, at home I I don't wear any footwear. That's fine, but you are in an apartment. It's cemented. <laughs> it's cemented. So I think it makes a lot of difference. We have seen that happening with cases, patients even with uh, autoimmune diseases. When they started walking barefooted on on lawn on the beach, they started getting re- results. Even many of the neuro disorders, you can see that they get some level of healing by doing that. It's a simple thing. What I'm talking about is these are biohacks only. In a way, you're hacking your own biology. Which no doctor is going to tell you because off. see, doctors are busy treating diseases. We cannot blame them. A country like India, especially, they don't have time for giving all these kinds of minor things. You have to take charge of your own health. There is no other way. And you cannot blame some. I have I heard because I am part of uh, I I founded a clinic uh, in 2003 and I'm still part of the clinic. So I've always seen some people blaming doctors. I feel it's it's not right because especially doctors in India has to be respected because they. How many patients they they consult a day? So basic things like what to eat, what not to eat, how to maintain hygiene, these kind of things we need to learn and we need to practice. So you mentioned about one genetic profile, and the other thing that you uh, in mentioned was metabolic profile, right? So you shared about how genetic between individual is different and how that impacts. What are the things that we can do for our individual genetic profile? now let's talk about the metabolic profile what that is and how that impacts our overall metabolism is a very simple very simple man's language metabolism is how your body your entire system um utilizes the food you eat the water you drink or water or any of the coffee or you drink and the air you breathe in how your body is utilizing that to create the best you because it is not enough that you are you have taken your lunch but whether your your body has really utilized it in which your entire system has to work including the gut where you have got more, almost close to about 100 trillion microbiomes that's what uh, uh, you know some of my friends who are working in the field of gut they always say that we are more of the the bacteria than us because when when you have 60 to 70 trillion cells you have got more than 100 trillion microbiomes inside your gut so the entire system how it is utilizing this um, this food and the water or the drinks what you're taking to create energy and also reconstructing or constructing your cells is what is called metabolism now when we conduct this metabolic assessments there are two ways mainly there are many ways you can do it but one is the normal you go to a lab and you do your blood routine and Uh, you know urine test and all those things where also you get an idea about how you are functioning right now how your present body present metabolism is functioning right now when it comes to artificial intelligence like what we do we are actually executing a questionnaire very highly curated questionnaire which has got about 100 questions which j- suppose if bijay you go to a doctor and and the doctor ask you certain questions like how is your sleep how many hours you generally sleep and do you smoke kind of so from that he can infer that what is the kind of metabolism going on in your body so in our case what we are doing is that we are we are having a curated question through which we try to understand what exactly uh, their entire physiologies or biology is functioning right now so the advantage of correlating this with genetic data is because if you depend only on genetic data the problem is you may have a high risk for a particular disease but it is not necessary that that will manifest or that will express we call it as the genes are loaded guns environment is the trigger. trigger so we need to know where you are living how you are living what you are drinking how many cups of coffee you are drinking so these factors only when you correlate you get the actual conclusive 
decision that yeah bijay you know you have a very very high risk for this probability and you have to cut you are taking now five cups of coffee maybe you have to reduce that to two cups based on scientific data and the client also is convinced you are also convinced so you will make the change in your life and that's why you said that in our program we attach you with a lifestyle coach and for 12 weeks and we make sure that you change make those because it's very difficult to make you know behavioral changes so we help people to do that too awesome so uh, you mentioned about like if when you do that genetic profiling and you realize that there's some impaired genes that you have do you think like our genes can be repaired with diet or maybe some way or the form what are some of the ways that you can see gene editing and uh, genetic reengineering is a subject which is right now under research some part of the world there are some level of gene editing is happening officially unofficially but uh, as such uh, we would say ethically gene editing is not being done so that means if there is a impaired gene uh, it remain there the only thing on which what you can work on is the epigenetics epigenetics means outside the gene that is the environment so generally three three triggers are there one is the nutri epigenetics second is the physio epigenetics third is the psycho epigenetics so how your nutrition affects your genes gene how your yeah how your physiology or exercise or lack of exercise affect it sometimes it can be the exercise doing the exercise also can trigger that's a problem you know i'll i'll just give an example there are people who are having uh, something called qt we all have the qt gap Q, that's a genetic factor like when you check a ecg you can see the in the common language we say the dumb lump the the heartbeat dumb lump dumb lump so you can consider something like the starting point of the dub and the, the ending point of the lump that's that's a qt interval we two or suppose there are 10 people we all may have different qt intervals now people who have got a prolonged qt genetically if they get into hait chance of getting your heart damage is very very high so that's what i said you know sometimes exercise can also kill you so that is physio and psychoepigenetics psychoepigenetics is a very very critical subject because how your stress how the kind of thought process is influencing your gene so the psycho thing is uh, cortisol and stress at the top of it like or or what are the even your thoughts mm-hmm. see some people say no by um, by thinking about a disease it happens to you so be it tadastu so <laughs> so it, it happens mainly see uh, people who are worried about certain diseases they almost get it because any of the thoughts right now science has proven that thoughts because thoughts can be measured right now it does it is the highest frequency like you have solid liquid gaseous sound light and then above that comes thoughts now as per the einstein's principle we all know that you know higher faster frequency waves can subside or control lower slower frequency waves you put salt into water it dissolves salt that means the water can completely you know dissolve solid stuff so you know you you go one step ahead that is the the gaseous stage can actually influence or completely you you heat it it becomes vapors now using sound waves you can implode a building so light is much about that and thoughts are much about that so thoughts can subside or even control or nullify most of the other energy forms as per science now your thoughts have got that power so when you think about anything 
especially about your body because that's that's very much close to you chances of that having yes stress is another factor but thoughts also has got an important factor stress because stress creates a entire physiological disaster in your body because it starts from your brain like you know the entire physiological process if you check i've done some videos also on that mm. i we'll think it's also proven with you know things like placebo effect and stuff like that right so that's nothing but that's the again the thoughts mm. yeah that's again mm. the thoughts and stress has got a great uh, direct influence on the gene expressions because stress is one factor if you look at it 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 starts like a thought but if you ask a neuroscientist what is stress he will say it is fear because when you are under stress it is the same fear center which is getting activated so the problem is the moment it is getting activated your pituitary gland is acti- activated your adrenal glands are getting activated so we call it as the adrenal rush so the moment the adrenal glands are activated you have got the adrenaline pumping in mm. that's why when you look at it when you are under stress or when you are in fear you get something coming from here uh, from- most of the time we think that why it's not happening in the brain it should be happen it should be happening here because i am i am scared of this situation and things are happening from here because belly right yeah hmm. because your adrenaline your adrenal glands are sitting on top of the kidneys from there it's pumping the adrenaline the cortisol which is a stress hormone and it, the entire thing will change the entire biochemistry of your body which makes your genes to express the unnecessary genes to express very easily not the um, control stress control stress are good for your body i'm talking about chronic stress <clears throat> control stress is something like you went to the gym and you were working out that is also stress you know if if you deep deep inhale and exhale and hold your breath or hold your position while you exhale for a while that is also control stress you get into a cryotherapy chamber which is uh, maybe at minus 100 degrees and you are under control stress that's good for your body because your survival genes will get activated and will actually enhance your longevity but chronic stress which is you carrying on for years like hatred jealousy all those kinds of things are actually making bad gene expressions or helping bad genes to express great i think uh, you know those are some really interesting insights and i'm i'm, I'm getting a lot of insights and i've never really looked at the way that you're explaining it right so for somebody who's listening to this podcast now we understand oh this is how i should really be thinking about my health what is being shared as good not necessarily can be good for me i need to understand my body first i need to understand my metabolic state i need to understand my genetic state first right and what you are sharing is the cutting edge right now right that's where the world is and where the research and you know a lot of conversations are happening there right so now what are some of the biohacks which from the indian perspective or generally that you use or you recommend that people can start from the like at a very base level or something that you want to share with people on you know hey here are some of the biohacks that you can try mm-hmm. and then see how it goes for you so that maybe you can experience it yourself in your body yeah. it's very personalized but still there are a few things which uh, you know i've i've written a book called the making of a superhuman which is uh, in which i have given about 220 biohacks which people can practice now um I think sleep is a one of the best biohacks because sleep is a process but I am saying that you can actually apply some hacks to the sleep because sleep is when your entire system entire metabolic system getting uh, repaired or rather reengineered 
getting ready for the next day that's why i always tell in my all my sessions that your tomorrow starts tonight just imagine we both are sitting and i think we both are at a high frequency now and we are having energy because we had a good sleep last so if you have a goofed up sleep the next day is spoiled so that means your your tomorrow starts on the previous evening this is one simple realization can help a lot for people because people are all looking for becoming successful in life achieving great things in life and they also know that there is luck also plays a important factor coincidences people start believing coincidences like you know anyone who has become successful in life they always believe that they always say that that's a coincidence i met this fellow and i don't know from where that fellow came in my life and then it's coincidence so that means your multi million dollar or multi billion dollar contract or or an incident which can lead you to a multi billion dollar contract can happen tomorrow and your tomorrow's entire energy level depends on today's sleep yeah today's sleep or tonight's sleep or t- how you are going to work towards the sleep i think some people are even start to think that you know live the day for a good sleep because that will give you the next day now i think most of the people don't know how to sleep that's what, what my understanding is i'm not a sleep specialist but i'm talking from a common man's perspective number one when do you sleep some people say you have to sleep early you have to sleep and wake up early i don't believe in the, all those things it all depends on person to person there are people who are who are very creative in the midnight you know they can actually get out come out with great ideas in the, late in the night and they may be sleeping till about 7 o'clock but of course there are scientific evidences which scientifically proven facts which says that it's always good to wake up early because uh, you have some cosmic energy also follow the circadian all rhythm all those yeah mm. sir, see uh, circadian rhythm also is one factor but you should not be that much worried a lot of people are worried about this i've seen especially children they're very much worried uh, uh, they say sir you know the problem is i sleep at 1 o'clock my parents have been always telling me i feel very guilty this is a problem now the things what you can take care is that avoid drinking or eating anything for a 2 hour window before your sleep you can drink water you can drink maybe green tea i'm talking about anything like carbohydrate protein fat avoid all that Co- caffeine two hours gap at least you maintain before the sleep to get a good sleep that's a very important thing and um, try to maintain a regimen like in the sense if i am a person who is who always get best sleep when i sleep at 11 is better to maintain that regimen or 12 yeah 11, i feel 12, groggy when i go past 11 yeah so whatever whatever suits you and when you are sleeping actually the entire system is working actually our entire internal system work at the best when we sleep because it starts off the conscious brain and then starts a work and in the entire day we have got a lot of toxins in our body we need a detox yeah. so every sleep is a detox and the greatest detox detox happens with your brain you know we have a system we have a circulatory system where the blood circulates and which which has got a pump called heart we have another system called lymphatic system where all these you know unnecessary things flow but it doesn't have a pump unfortunately so if you don't move your body what happens is this lymphatic system will not prop- work properly so you have to keep on moving your body in the day time so that the, your lymphatic system continuously work it's very very important now the same way in the brain you have something called a glymphatic system so when you sleep when you get into a deeper level of sleep maybe one hour after you get into bed your brain squeezes almost to 20% of its size and it, you can see that the fluids come out from the brain 
and then just like a sponge it comes back and taking the new fluid in is a very very important this is what makes you fresh on the next day morning if you don't get that process during the sleep your next day morning you will be zombie you take lot of coffee and all the stuff nothing is going to work out now this is very important and when your lymphatic drain is happening it's also important that it should drain out so it is always advisable to have your head slightly you know in a raised like using a pillow some people even advise that you know your entire body should be slightly on a kind of elevated level so this is another thing what people can apply uh, where when you are actually you should understand that i should get that moment where i i get proper lymphatic drain in my brain how do we make sure that we get all these things one is that cutting off from the blue light at least half an hour prior to sleep blue light what is the problem with blue light a lot of people talk against blue light but at the same time not many people know what's the problem see blue light blue light means a white light blue light always makes your retina very much active do you know in our in our body, body every cell contains about 1000 to 2000 mitochondria mm. Mount, mitochondria are the power power well, generators power generator yeah in your retina heart and brain you have got 10000 to 20000 mitochondria per cell because these are three areas which are, which are always working you know continuously working it needs lot of energy you are registering so much of visual right now your retina needs lot of energy to register that so suppose if you are looking at the blue light just before going sleep your 10000 to 20000 mitochondria inside each of your cell in your retina is active for the next 1 to 2 hours so how can i expect you to mm. get a and also sleep? telling your body and signaling your body that hey it's still work time still work still work time so cut it off cut off from all the kinds of screens at least half an hour to 1 hour prior to your sleep so these are some of the basic biohacks green tea or chamomile tea gives you good sleep so you have to make sure some or other you get good sleep sleep is one of the best hacks to succeed in life how about like complete pitch dark depends but blue light is a dangerous thing many people i have seen that in a in a you know in, in their bedroom they use blue light blue light blue light also activates your retina and mitochondria it's always better to have an orange yellow yellowish if you want a bed light pitch dark is the best thing the best thing is a pitch dark no that's for the sleep right so what i have uh, realized was like i can't resist any white light after 8 pm 9 pm like my home turns completely yellow you know that's something that that's i've done for the past uh, couple of years and somebody turns that white light it almost is like irritates. now irritates me because i'm so used to having a mild you know and um, that's one and the other thing that i've uh, found sort of that helps me get into that z- zone where i'm telling my body that it's time to slow down is also some fragrances like i'll have some fragrance oh, yeah. diffuser that will just it start works. yeah yeah right the third thing which i introduced a um, couple of months back was using eye mask because my room because of the it it faces bang on the street so because of the street light my room is not completely dark it took me a time to get used to having that eye mask mm-hmm. on but i realized i was having much better sleep and right. i could feel that that i'm having much better sleep with eye mask on and complete uh-huh. dark so i think you know um, those are the things that has really helped and i think food like you said you know the days when i'm late from work and i go home and have dinner and then now it's time to go to bed then you know um, of course it um, the, the sleep is messed yeah. but tell me something there is a lot of also conversation and i think there has been some concept in ayurveda as well that hey you know what you can also get same efficiency by sleeping for less number of hours as well do you think like those kind of things 
does work i think you know there's some some concepts on yoga as well there has been there has been a lot of discussions on this subject and there has been uh, many views also i have never seen any scientifically derived papers on this which says that by doing certain things you you need lesser sleep but i, I have always kundalini yoga i, I suppose what, what i'm mm. saying is you know that mm. some people practice and they are getting those results even spiritual leaders they always say that they only sleep for 2 hours 3 hours but that should not be an excuse you know <laughs> i'm if you are a spiritual leader at that level and all maybe it it could be right but you have to as long as depending on what kind of work you do you know a person like you who is in the content i think the organ which is working the most for you is the brain all the time mm. you know these spiritual leaders who are sort of putting that out the amount of time that they are also investing in slowing down their brain yeah, with meditation exactly. that's and what I was you know the breath yeah. work and that's stuff exactly, like that exactly right? that's what i was mentioning see your brain is functioning at a maybe a, a beta level or a gamma level all the time you know high frequency but for a spiritual leader who is always kind of a relaxed mood and uh, you know they know about their breath they know how slowly they need to take the breath and all those stuff for them uh, you know maybe those 2 hours is for all the scientific processes of sleep the rest anyway they are relaxed for for us also it takes only 2 hours for the repairs to happen but the rest is for the relaxation so that may be the reason so these cannot this kind of things cannot be standardized i would rather say that if someone is saying that i'm always feel good only after sleeping for 7 hours i always recommend that you go for the 7 hour sleep okay so that's that's the way i would look at it and and uh, bj i think uh, what has happened is that of late there are so many advisors in this space and they all have very strong opinions mm. and these opinions are influencing people and make a lot of people stressed mm. they think that i'm not getting enough sleep i'm only sleeping for 4 hours and many people are telling that you know i should be having at least 6 hours sleep so and also the other way around right sometimes some like say, i feel guilty for sleeping 7 to 8 yeah. because there are people saying that hey you know what i just <laughs> yeah. sleep for 4 and i'm still the same right i'm yeah. like okay i could have saved that 4 hours so, to maybe do some work you have <laughs> so, to understand that <laughs> you yeah. have to understand that sleep is one activity your body is actually commanding it's your body and when your body feels that you know you need more yeah but it's like what i said earlier it's not become an excuse <laughs> saying that somebody who sleeps for 7 hour 8 hour no no my body needs it so i am just sleeping yeah so it's not be an excuse mm. so sasi we you know spoke about uh, you know the the factors that contribute to longevity and stuff like that right so we looked at some of a lot of you know some of the stuff around uh, your genetic expression to your metabolic functioning and so on and so forth in the several part of the world there are these blue zones where people consistently it's not that you know one of or one generation but generations after generations people are consistently able to live more than 100 years what are the few things that we can learn from those blue zones and uh, what is it that they are doing right that maybe we all can learn and implement where we are right now there are many factors but some of the factors which i found uh, very much applicable is uh, or other something which you can learn is or something which we may not be able to duplicate also some of the things the kind of slowness they have you know most of these countries if you look at it they are very slow their overall life their overall the kind of things what they do on a day we may be doing 10 times more things in a day especially indians you know you you get into the road and you are having a like a fight all together so that's something which we cannot duplicate there may be some good things which we can duplicate is the kind of um relaxation techniques what they apply which they are using it now normally 
but we can actually apply that like in the sense that the breath works which we call it as yoga but they have been practicing that as a breath work their diet pattern is completely different they don't take carbs if you look at it carbs are very very less in their consumption even if they take carbs it's complex carbs like the vegetables and you know where you get complex carbs they don't have grains uh, very less of grains they are more of uh, green green and uh, uh, meat and another thing is uh, resveratrol in all this places if you look at the blue zone uh, i think um, okinawa and sardinia is one place on which 118 is the average life expectancy now they consume uh, red wine yeah every day they consume red wine it doesn't mean that they drink a lot of red wine they take you know moderate quantities of uh, red wine and high quality red wine contains something called resveratrol resveratrol is proven there are hundreds of papers which prove that resveratrol enhances longevity so resveratrol is actually being extracted from grapes but here a lot of supplements are available in resveratrol unfortunately i can tell you that they may not give you that that result because you need to extract the resveratrol from the grape skin here most of it's coming from the entire grape they dry the grape and extract it because if you are only taking from the grape skin it's very very expensive high quality resveratrol can do magic because there are certain combinations like resveratrol with nad that is nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide which is basically a molecule which our, uh, which is there inside our body which now is available in supplement formation supplement format these combinations uh, have proven and there are enough papers which has been published where a person who is at the age of 70 80 start performing as if he is in his 50s of below so resveratrol is something which is very very um, common among all this sort which you can say so otherwise i think the food pattern is completely different from ours so if you ask me how we can duplicate that is it will be very and different. i think those three factors that you mentioned right another so another important factor mm, is community living yeah uh, you can find out that every all these places which is come in the blue zone they all believe in community living the people they come together in the evening they have a great time they have the wine together they have a lot of uh, activities dancing and all those things so they have a good time together so that definitely has got a great impact so i think that's something which we can actually duplicate in any part of the world where as you are actually aging the chances of you getting secluded is very high especially in a country like india where most of the parents are actually now having the problem there where the children are actually abroad and uh, the or in the cities yeah and the or in the cities and the parents are alone and that itself can create a lot of problems you know you feel like you are getting aged now imagine a situation where there is a community living process is there system is there where all these people come together in the evening having great time you know sharing jokes and you know so that can really enhance uh, overall longevity awesome this has been such a great great conversation there's so much that i want to explore with you there's so much to learn you know on this topic and i there has been so many takeaways for me even though i have you know started going down the rabbit hole and try and find as much information as i can about things but this has been another great eye opening session and uh, for anybody who's listening to this i'm sure there are few things that are very clear that your body is unique the blanket advice doesn't work for you if you are looking at getting into any kind of specialized program first know your body get those tests done by the way are they very expensive how how does that you know pan out 
it depends you know if it is just a test it it will not cost more than 20000 but if it is going to be a complete package like you know the coaching and everything it will come to maybe still lesser than 50000 rupees but that's once in your lifetime hmm but then once you have done your genetic profile then you know where exactly. you stand exactly you know right? you so know it's like an operating manual for the rest of your life rest of your life yeah, yeah you've gotten your source code exactly. of your body exactly. if i may right so now you That's have a source right. code yeah. for code for your body then you can act accordingly but yeah this this has been such a great conversation sajeev is there anything that you'd like to and of course you know i'll link your book uh in the description of this episode for anybody who want to read that and find all those biohacks that you mentioned 220 of them also i'll link your uh videos that you put out and your website for anybody who want to now go deeper into this and understand uh what you do and the kind of work that you are doing and i think this is just the beginning in this podcast itself i just wanted to start having this conversation and we've been doing a lot of conversation around health and this is uh this is one of such episodes we have introduced to a lot of different concepts and i'm sure there's going to be more and i would love to sit for another session with you oh, next yeah. time you're so in delhi i'd love be to be there right now just want to add that you know we are actually hosting the first ever biohack summit the world biohack summit is the first time in the asia and in the mena region in dubai on may 30 31st uh so this is where we are we are expecting to have more than 30 uh experts from around the world coming in and also we're going to have close to about 1000 participants and all these people will be sharing their knowledge about the latest trends in biohacking how you can actually uh work on your own aspects of performance longevity gut health cognitive health how you can make your brain sharper and all those kinds of stuff and um interestingly we are going to have this world biohack summit streamed in the metaverse also so we will be having a live streaming also maybe that we can give the link yeah i'll put that in the description of the episode please uh, do share about that that sounds really interesting so is there any last message that you want to share with somebody who's listening to this conversation i would rather say that from my own life i would i, I wanted to uh, share with the entire world that uh, optimal health is possible because we are living in a world where we are being constantly bombarded with messages like you know diseases are kind of going to happen anyway you have to reserve some funds for you know hospitals Treatment. treatments mm. if somebody is becoming diabetic now it's becoming common like you know oh yeah that's okay it's not okay you have an option to live a healthy life optimal health is possible this is exactly what i want to communicate to the world optimal health is possible take charge of your health on that note thank you so much for being on the show it was such a great and enlightening conversation thank you bijay thank you and and i always watch your podcast and it is actually helping a lot of people to create some positive transformations in their lives and i wish you all the very best and may god bless you to deliver more to the society hey thank you so much for listening to this episode if you enjoyed listening to this i want you to do two things for me number 1 if you are listening to this on apple podcasts or spotify subscribe to the podcast and give five star ratings this will help me attract more listeners to this podcast and take this information to a wider audience so that we can help more people grow in their life and second share this episode with at least three people in your network who you think need to hear this episode You never know just by sharing this episode you can help them transform their life be that person who helps other grow in their life thanks again for listening to this episode i'll catch you in the next now go out there and do something inspiring